And now, a time warp to two weeks ago in the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota. It's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue was incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. Oh, wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh my god, I can't cook. I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, burning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to Potter Butte. See, I didn't uh, it even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing bombs? I'm there? so sorry. Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Hey, everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry, that was season two, A Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmo. You are just a constant presence, dear. Oh, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist. <laughs> Five. We all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was pretty darn cute, but it was. Jim, what are you I doing? I had the splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh, I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Damn, Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't even have the front. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, he's slowing down. We have everyone watching at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby right. one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's harder to say than mayoral. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, well, you're working on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go last. Just do the firefly and then... Um... Oh, but just to answer Sue's questions, Herbie will be okay. He just had... Um, they found some stuff at the doctor's appointment, so we're just getting more info, but he'll be okay. Take my love, take my land. I don't care, I'm still free. You can't take the sky from me. 
I'll tell you guys what. You guys go ahead and start up and start talking. I got to step out for about two minutes, and then okay. I'll be back. Um, but feel free to start Firefly without me. Okay. Um, well, there's a lot of different stuff you can talk about with Firefly. There's obviously the original premise of it. There's the way it was executed and the fact it got canceled and then the whole fan movement and then mm-hmm. Serenity. Um which we watched, what, like now an hour ago? Yeah. <laughs> Is that whole piece? Well, we there? finished it like um, an hour ago. And, uh, and the part that's interesting for me, which I kind of touched on before, is that I'm sure there's been, like, so, I know there's, like, a comic book series that came out after, and there's probably so much fan discussion over, you know, how Serenity came out and stuff. I know none of that yet, so I can only mm-hmm. guess what Joss Whedon was going for and, and, and how it was received and, and all that yeah. good yeah. stuff. in fan films, although I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. I mean, what it felt like to me, and I know the weird place to start is with Serenity because that's the end and you should start with the beginning. But what Serenity kind of felt like with me was that if the show wasn't canceled, I know he had a seven year plan. If the show wasn't canceled and if it had gone on another few years, I feel like we were looking at how he wanted to end yeah. Firefly possibly. And it felt like, you know, picking up in a season five episode because it was only three that, years. Yeah. That is basically what he said. Like there's at least two seasons worth and possibly more in between the end of season one. And yeah, right. yeah I would think. Yeah. Cause everything's different. Yeah. Down. One of the things yeah. that struck me when we started watching Serenity was, I was like, wow, it feels like the cast has been apart for a little bit too long because they seemed, I don't know, a little bit stiff. And I don't know if it was just because it's, like you said, it's supposed to be years later. But it just seemed like they weren't as easy with each other. Um, especially the doctor. Like, he was so at odds with Mal. And I didn't know if it was just circumstances or, like, the actor. I don't know. I, it, it seemed it weird strange. at first. When When I was watching it, it felt to me like... They basically reverted to early yes. in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Was crazier than she was at the end of the season. Yep. And yep. Simon is back to being stiff and proper. Yes. Up at all. Yeah. And, you know, they, they reverted to their earlier archetypes rather than going with the growth that they had through the TV season. Yeah. And I think that kind of took me off, uh, caught me off track a little bit because I, I thought maybe things would have been like even, well, I don't know, that things would have progressed more, that maybe they would have been a little bit more easy with each other. But then again, they had major changes that took yeah. place off screen, like with Anara leaving and apparently with Shepard Book leaving. So mm-hmm. you could, I guess we could safely assume that things had changed on the ship to the point where, you know, like the Shepard wanted to get off the ship. He didn't want to continue on anymore. There's a few different ways different shows can go too, because like take a show like Star Trek Voyager, <laughs> where you have like from the beginning to the end, you can take a season six episode, air and then season two, and if Janeway's hair matches, then, yeah. then, then you're really not going to know. It's not going to know because they pretty much, the, the, it was it was so episodic. TNG was like that too, but that wasn't because the writing was poor. It was because that's where TV kind of was at the time, where now it's it, it shifted so much. That makes sense to me. Like, it's not going to be a linear progression. You're not going to have, you know, Mal in the first episode is very stiff and, and, you know, and, and Simon's very stiff and all this stuff, and now you go, the more episodes you go, the less stiff he gets. It makes sense to me with, with the type of writing on the show is that it would be circular. Jane will be a nice guy in one episode, but then five episodes later, he might try and kill Mal if the show had continued. And then it would cycle yeah. around again, and then yeah. they'd be friends again, sure. and then all of a sudden, Book, is, Book took over the ship because he, you know, maybe he's not a shepherd. So, like, it kind of kept circling and circling. So I, I, I kind of liked that, that you got to this point. Because I was trying to picture in my head, okay, what if Battlestar Galactica got canceled after 13 episodes? And then Ron Moore got to do a movie set in season four. 
And like all of a sudden you join in and the ship's all banged up and the Dom is all different and you know what happened to Ty's eye and all this. Like mm-hmm. I thought that would be an interesting way to do it. So I kind of like the fact that he didn't cheat and say, okay, here's episode 15. Yeah. He said, here's episode 77. You may have missed a little. Yeah. Mind the gap. Sure. And, and I thought that was more because then, because conceivably you could go back and, 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 you know, renew the show and film those other episodes and stick them in the middle and it could still make sense. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Although it would look slightly awkward now because they're all 10 years older. They're all 10 years older. Well, I thought it was really funny because one of the um, special features was the actress who plays Kaylee Mm -hmm. had to gain 20 pounds for the role. Yeah. And uh, in in Serenity, she was noticeably thinner. Yeah. So obviously that didn't work for the movie. But I'm like, well, you know, it's been four seasons. (laughs) She's been on the treadmill. It is kind of funny. She's been working in the engine room and and, Um, and doing heists and stuff. So she lost a little bit of weight. So I thought that was... That was cute. I just love the whole, like, the whole idea of the show with, mm-hmm. which, again, I'm not sure, like you said, if it was intentional or not, or if it was because they had to work with the budget that they had, but the whole idea of being a space western and just doing a, a drama set in space, but entirely different than most space-based shows that we've seen. Because, you know, I'm obviously... A huge fan of Star Wars, huge fan of Star Trek. You know, when you look at Star Trek, the series, it's nothing at all like Firefly in terms of what we see in space. It's it's a very different world um, on Firefly, and it does sort of feel like frontier, you know, because you have, like, you know, if you go too far out and you venture too far out into the black, you know, you've hit Reaver territory, and you don't want to go there. I mean, so it's definitely space is not safe. And there are some, like, really, truly horrifying things that, yeah. that are out there. Um, but I I love, like, the whole, like, I love that they, this is, like, a stupid thing, but, like, I actually love that they just have guns. <laughs> like, they're not, like, they fire energy they're weapons. They're not, like, energy weapons, weapons really. Like, well, are they the, some well, the Alliance yeah, the has Alliance energy is. weapons, yeah. like, yeah. and then and there's. they don't open the door when yeah, you shoot the lock and, off. <laughs> and there's that one crazy guy that they, they steal his, um. Yeah. They steal his Lassiter, his laser gun, but then there's that guy on, like, one of the last episodes that actually has, like, a vintage laser weapon, and they call it vintage, which I think is funny, but um, I actually just love that they have, like, pistols. Like, it just feels, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, it just, mm-hmm. that, like, contrasted. It's a little bit more real. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, you contrast that with being in space, which is obviously something where, you know, space travel, like, on that magnitude is not real for us yet, so it's, like, futuristic in one sense, but... Yeah. Very, like, not futuristic in another sense, which is yeah. kind of fun. There it's, are cows in space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that episode where they're just sitting there, and it's like this. all you hear about is the cargo during the entire episode at the end. Cows. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, I, lo- like, I love that, because it just is it's just a different than any other yeah. space show I've ever seen. And the continuity was wonderful if Fox, you know, chose to air the episode. The continuity the, was the great. Intended, it was so good. Um I loved how, like I said to Ryan, I'm like, they only got, they only ended up doing 14 episodes. I'm like, yet the recurring characters that they they kept bringing on, I thought was great because Mel's it wife. just, you know, yeah, well, Mel's wife, lovely, lovely woman that she is. Um, so I just thought that was really, that was really well done. Bob, what were you trying to say? Well, I was going to say, like, it was interesting, like, Firefly, like, we were talking about the comparison, like, Star Trek and Star Wars and whatnot, mm-hmm. that Daniel briefly kind of touched on for a second. Was it, this reminds me a lot of Star Wars. 
Like, mm. more so. It's closer to Star Wars in tone. Than yeah, yes. Yeah, I'd, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree I, with I that. I think that if you were to, like, make a series, like, the just surrounding Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yeah. Doing their thing, that's Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Except, again, granted, you have more, you have real guns versus blasters. Well, yeah, that's I agree. Awesome. And that's why I think Serenity is an amazing show. I mean, sorry, Firefly and in turn Serenity are amazing pieces of entertainment, and that's probably why I love them so much. But there's some definite Star Wars vibes. Well, it's funny, because we watched, um, we tried to watch some of the special features that we had, and we didn't get to all of them, but one of them was an interview with Joss Whedon, and he was saying how he started thinking of it, this show and the concept, and he's like, and you know, my mind inevitably wandered to the Millennium Falcon, because, you know, it always does, and I'm like, well, of course, you know, <laughs> like, so I could definitely see, like, yeah, I could definitely see that. And the Alliance, maybe, like, the Empire and all that. Like, I could, I could definitely well, see that. Well, it's interesting, too, because um, Star Trek takes place, they, they never call it military ships, but it's basically a military-based or exploration-based show. And you have a similar thing, but it's, you have the captain and you have the, the different positions. But, in, you know, it, it's basically like a, it's an organization. It's not just one guy on his ship with his people. It's the Navy in space. Yeah. And, like, it was interesting to me because, like, when you look at especially Star Trek, who are the roles? You have, you know, you have the, the security officer and you have, you know, the chief engineer and you have the helmsman. But it feels different from this one because those are the positions that you have on, on Serenity as well and Firefly. But it, it seems more like a Deep Space Nine deal with, like, the Western where you have, like, you know, the, the, the lawman and you have, you know, like, the, 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 I guess an hour would be the town floozy, even though it's far <laughs> from it. Like, right. it, it, it's, it's got that Western motif to it where you just have, you know, like, like Jane's the muscle, Mal's, like, you know, the, the, the straight edge guy and, and you just, down the line. He's the foreman. Yeah. It, it, and it, it just, it feels different from anything else I've seen, which is, you have to wonder, you have this show that went 13 episodes, 14 episodes in reverse order in the middle of the night. Fox screwed it every way it possibly could. Why is it still here? <laughs> and there's something about it. And I think it's just, it's that, it's the Millennium Falcon in space. That's something I think that... Well, yeah. and it's Joss, because mm-hmm. he has a very particular way. It's a very particular style. And I know that I saw an interview or something with um, Nathan... And he was talking about how there's a different way that you talk when you mm. do this. And the Firefly, there's a whole new, there's a cadence and a, and yes. a style. Yeah. And something that's very uniquely Josh Wheat. They're doing Texas crossed with Mandarin Chinese. Mm-hmm. So. It's definitely noticeable, and it was really well done. Like the like the way that that Mal, well, they all speak, but especially he gets the some verbiage. of those good lines yeah. where he'll be just be like, "You get gone" or yeah. whatever. Like the the way they say things. Like, like, yeah, that's definitely just Western. Shepard Book, the first episode, he keeps calling the 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 the, the mole on on the Firefly. On, I keep wanting to call it the Firefly on, on Serenity. He keeps calling him Lawman. It's like yeah. it's just a verbiage that you don't hear. But the thing was, Danielle yelled at me when we because I ripped the DVDs um, from. This one, they're up in the I didn't yeah. What are you talking about? Because yeah, sometimes yeah. when I rip our DVDs, I forget to grab the subtitles. So Danielle's mad at me because I for- obviously forgot to grab the main no, subtitles. I, no, I asked you if there was supposed to be like, subtitles. Oh, crap, just the whole thing. Because there were so many that I was like, are there supposed to be but subtitles or are we just supposed to guess? There, like, I don't think there's a single. To know. No. There's not a single point in the series, I think, where they explain why they speak Mandarin. No. Like, don't. you can have interviews with Joss Whedon. Well, you know, it, it, you know the, the Americans, you know, 
you know, kind of merged with Those the Chinese kind of super and, yeah, superpowers. Yeah, and they kind of merged together. They never explain that unless you go and look for behind the scenes stuff. Like there isn't this awkward scene where Mal's like, "Oh, you know, in our, on Earth there yeah. was when they, you know, the the Chinese." No, like there's, there's no, no unnecessary. There's no unnecessary exposition on. Front like you're probably wondering what the hell is he even? Is he mumbling? <laughs> like if you don't know he's speaking Chinese, you're like, "What the hell's going on?" I love that yeah. he never explains it. It's just there. I yeah. think that's fantastic. Alan Tudyk was somewhat annoyed because he got—he always got all the long phrases. He did, yeah, he did. Because <laughs> the writers would think up something funny to say in English and then have it translated, and he'd just have to memorize it. Isn't that great? Instead of like frack and frell, just have a square. I, I have to say though, but after a while, I was like, they should just stop with the whole Goram thing because it, it just sounded weird after a while because they couldn't really swear. Mm-hmm. What they say, Goram. Oh, is that? I I'm assuming instead of like goddamn, like oh, it just yeah. after a while I'm like okay, all right, like it's kind of like a on, thing. yeah, like, language changes and it's been three thousand years or whatever, it's right? Really so five hundred years right. and it refers back. So that's the deal. So the, it's a it's one star system, sublight speeds, mm-hmm. no faster than light. There's travel, no so. faster than light travel. So it's right. every planet that you see is in the same star system or probably mm-hmm. binary or trinary star system, and that you're just flopping around trying to mm-hmm. reach them. Mm-hmm. So I think that. Whole map of it in the RPG book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just the characters that they, I mean, the characters that we fall in love with on the ship are great, but also the characters that they interact with and the different things that, you know, like there's the hat. Yeah. And there's, you know, the scene where. And it's been a while since I've seen it, but you know, where it opens up with him sitting, with Nathan sitting naked on a rock or something like yeah. that. And he's, <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, and yeah, well, the characters. That well. Like Callie. I just, Kaylee, however you say Kaylee, Kaylee yeah. Loved her. I love how you find out she got her job. She was sleeping with the with original the idiot. She mentioned here, like, yeah. on the engine. So and, funny. like, she, she helped fix a problem um, in, in Mel Hyder. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Like, the episode, I think, like, um, uh, yeah, one of the characters that you kind of, you only get, like, hints at what he's really like, I think, is actually Jane, because you have that episode... Um, where they pick up like their mail or whatever, where they get that body mailed to them. And, um, I mean, he's got like a note from his mom and a hat. And, um, like I was reading about his character online, actually, like more on like the fan pages. And they're like, basically he sends a ton of his money to his mom. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, well, that's like super sweet. So he's like this nice guy so with dear sort of, like this. Mom. Money. Yeah. I'm like, well, clearly none of their capers involve him having to read because <laughs> he has no idea what the hell he's reading. <laughs> so he might. But I just love that he puts the hat on right away. It's yeah. covered with straw. He's just like, hey, look at my hat. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> well, anyone who would walk down the street wearing that hat, not afraid of anything. Well, it's funny. Our, our, our friends who have watched Firefly probably about 13 years ago, uh, so, I mean, they're. They're ten weeks ahead of us, pregnancy-wise. So they sent us a picture. She she wants to buy her unborn son Jane's hat, but I didn't know it was Jane's hat at that point because I hadn't seen the episode yet. So I'm like, what's up with the weird orange hat? That's a weird thing to do. No, I get it, but um, Mm. yeah, it's just. And it's, I think it's something about this cast knowing where most of them end up. Like, obviously, Alan Tudyk, but, you know, Nathan Fillion, you know, huge and nerddom and, and castle. And um, I'm, I'm blanking on the... You'll have to find all the Firefly rest- references in Castle now. Well, oddly enough... Yeah. He's already linked up. Yeah. yeah well, no, but oddly enough, even though we hadn't seen the entire series, I had only seen about half of it when I started watching Castle. 
is you still can pretty much catch most of the references, even if you haven't seen all of it. Because at one point he even says, like, oh, no, you know, I love science fiction when it's well done. And he, he rattles off a few things, and he's like, oh, you know, that Joss Whedon show that was on way back. The, the only ones, like, <laughs> and there's one episode where Castle randomly just starts speaking Mandarin. And, yeah. And, like, Becca and everyone's, like, all the other detectives are looking around, like, and they're like, did you take a course or something? He's like, nah, it was a TV show I used to really get hooked yeah. on. <laughs> like, and, he just, yeah. Yeah. and there's one where and a he, brown coat. He he walked, yeah, oh, there's an episode where um, Adam Baldwin is this crazy cop he gets partnered with, and like he he's like the, the dirtiest cop and does all this crap stuff, and he makes Castle like give him his coat, like he like steals it or something, and it's a brown coat. Yeah, he puts it on. he's yeah. like, well, I like this coat, brown. But um, yeah, there's one where they go to a crime scene, and um, you know you have to put the gloves on and the little boots when you walk on the crime scene. So yeah, you don't touch anything. Were they blue? Yeah, he puts on. Yeah, that one I didn't. He get. puts on that blue gloves and he looks at each hand as he puts them on. And he goes two. He puts out two fingers, then two. Yeah. He's like two, but definitely two. didn't. And he just walks in and does the yeah. scene. Yeah, that he one's just, a little more subtle. Yeah, but it, it, I think the, I was aiming for his head. Yeah, that, oh my line. god, we. I think we watched that line probably yeah. like three or four times. We kept rewinding it and watching Django aim for his head. So funny. Because Castle does the castle shoots a gun for the first time ever. But it was ever. so it was funny. For his head. But the, the most famous one is I think it's in like the fifth episode of Castle. It's he's with his daughter and, yeah, and he's trying on Halloween his Halloween outfit. Yeah. And he's dressed as yeah, Mal. And Mal. she's like, Dad, you haven't worn that for five years. No, I love it. Because <laughs> it. it was probably 2007, 2008. But, um, yeah, when you look at that, and then um, Anara is on Homeland, and, you know, Shepard Book had this, like, a, you know, well, apparently he's, he's illustrious crazy and everything. Yeah. It's just, they had that Alan Tudyk's been in a lot of movies. It just kills me. They had that group of people with that type of writing, with that type of unique storyline yeah. on that network. I know. Well, the thing is now is, like, Nathan Fillion is way more well-known now. Right. I mean, than he was then. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he was already one of Joss's sort of go-to people because yeah. he had him in um, uh, in Buffy, I think. Yep. Point. Yeah, I, I read that. I haven't actually seen Buffy, um, but I guess he was like a season one or two villain or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Was the um, Doctor Doctor Horrible? Doctor Horrible was that done after? That this was, or after or? That was after Firefly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought it was after. So. Captain Hammer. <laughs> Corporate tool. I think oh, we might need to I'll watch that my hammer, podcast. And my hammer is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's an intro line. <clears throat> I'm even thinking about the episodes. So you've got 14 episodes. It's a new it's hard, show. It's hard to pick a favorite. No, I'm trying to think, do I have a least favorite? No, because they're all... That's the thing. There's no stinkers. Because, like, even... You know, we love Doctor Who. All right? There's love, love, stinkers. love Doctor Who. There are some really bad stinkers. Like, there are episodes where I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, man. And I just, like, forget exact, everything that happened in it because it was just not well done. And I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I'm looking at all the episodes. Like, I'm lo- looking at the list of them. And I'm like, oh, that one was really good. Oh, that one was really good. Like, the... None of them were, yeah. really, were. The only one that, like, and it's not, it was not a bad episode by any stretch. It was maybe the only one I wouldn't watch again just because it it was, like, painful to me to watch Mal stumble around the ship, like, stabbed was um, oh, yeah. <laughs> out of yeah. gas. Yeah. And, again, it was more just, like, it was so, it was so agonizing yeah. watching him, like, Flashback. finally yeah. get to, like, fix the ship. Was, that, that no, was I know. Episode. It did have a lot and of And that was the only episode I found that... that it had, like, a lot of good flashbacks. Like, I thought um, he, that was too easily done, but... I love... Oh, yeah. I, that's I was true. watching this this time, just this 
last couple of days is I remember all these moments that, and I'd get to them and I'm like, oh, that's in this episode. Yeah. I've forgotten that came with this one. Like, mm-hmm. I completely forgot that um, they got pulled over by the Alliance cruiser at all right. the middle of the one episode. And I'm like, and then it went on a little farther and I'm like, oh, this is where all the interviewing stuff is from. Cause I remembered that, but I yeah. didn't realize it was, it went with that episode. Yeah. yeah. We got confused because the episode where Mal's wife told River and Simon to like stay locked in her room because if, if the, the wife whose name is escaping me at the moment sees Saffron, Saffron sees River, she'll turn them in. And then I'm like, well, where the hell were they in the episode, in the first episode when she's on the ship and she like, you know, takes everybody out. And then, then Danielle's like, well, no, that was the one where they got taken in the woods. I'm like, no, that was the one where, 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 where Shepard Book got shot. And they had to bring him to, like, and then, so then, so then we, like, kind of untangled ourselves. I'm like, but wait, where the hell was Simon and River during that episode? Yeah. So you couldn't figure it out. So we're all over the place. Yeah. Well, it, you know, and if they had been put on the right way, then maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Well, we so watched them you, in the right order, but yeah. yeah. Will you talk a minute about the, um, I'm going to call it a Kickstarter project, for lack of a better word, but the project between Nathan and Oh, yes, uh, it was an Indiegogo thing, but they have a series they're putting out now that they they went through it, and like they were going to raise money to make three episodes, and mm-hmm. they passed a million dollars in the first two days, and so now they're making a full series and nice. so on. Um, it's called Con Man. <laughs> it's kind of like it's Firefly crossed with Galaxy Quest in a little bit, because um, it's Alan Tudyk plays this struggling actor who was on a sci-fi series 10 years ago, and that was his big thing, and he doesn't really do much now, so he just keeps going along around yeah. the con circuit. And Nathan Fillion is his best friend who played the captain and who is now Matt Damon famous to... Uh, <laughs> so he's in movies and all uh, these things. And then it's the, the series is about... Uh, Ray Nearly, Alan Tudyk's character, going to these cons and all the strange people you meet behind the scenes at cons. Right. They said it's, it's really not the fans who are the strange ones. It's the people who put up, are doing the venues and the things that happen with that. And so that they're going to put out these 12, 10 minute episodes about. Oh, fun. Stuff at cons. Uh, and they're, because they raised enough to get through the whole series, there's also going to be clips from Spectrum, which is their sci-fi show that they were on. Um, so, That's and, cool. And, you know, graphic novels and all sorts of tie-in stuff now because they kept getting all the stretch goals. <laughs> right. Well, I read a thing because I, when I realized that they had the... Um, when they, when I realized that Firefly was continued in comic book form, because I was looking at that, because I, I read the article with um, Joss Whedon where he was talking about Franca Mars and how they brought that back via Kickstarter, and now he's like, oh god, now everyone's gonna be asking about Firefly because mm. if he's the ones who can do it again. Um, and they asked him, or, would you speed up the uh, production of the comic books? He's like, we only had 14 episodes. It's like, yeah. this isn't like Buffy where you have so much backstory you can pull from. It's like, the com- right. I think the comic book and like the secondary canon stuff has been around. There's more of that than there was of actual canon. Right. Right. Well, and actually, I was just looking at um um the recurring characters. Right. You forgot to talk about your buddy there, Mark Shepard. Mark Shepard. We love played, him. Uh, Badger. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning. Badger. Yes. Which was originally going to be Joss Whedon. Oh, really? <laughs> play that role himself. Oh, seriously. <laughs> and so they did all the costumes for him, and then they cast Mark Shepard, but fortunately they're a similar enough size. The same size. Use the same stuff. <laughs> well, Mark Shepard is great, though. I mean, he was so good on Doctor Who. He's yeah. excellent on Battlestar. Yeah. I can't imagine it being anyone else now. Yeah. But- 
kind of would have been fun to see what how Joss would have played it too. The scene between yeah. between him and River, <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, and she yeah. becomes yeah, she yeah. gets that accent, and he's like, oh, I like her. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, right there, exactly the kind of distraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it at the end of the scene. I, it's like all the actors are like, we had so much fun watching the two of them go ahead. We completely forgot to this yeah, game. Exactly. Like, it was so entertaining. Exactly. Which also you wouldn't see on Star Trek because that would just. Yeah. Well, and, and River's another one of those characters that you just, you know, she's wow. so much fun to watch. You just never know what she's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You never yeah. know what she's going to do. And, and it's, you know, at the, in Serenity, when all hope seems lost and everything, and she just goes out and just goes, and she's dancing and shooting and and then it's like all over and they're like what the hell just happened I know and then like as we get to those later episodes where we find out she's pretty much just like a human weapon yeah. like oh right. my god she's crazy well the one where um where, where um and then she single-handedly took out all those reavers and like I wasn't sure how that was going to go in um in serenity when basically Simon gets shot uh they're all wounded at some, at, at this point Jane's yeah. been shot and Zoe had that slash up her back, and poor like Kaylee is paralyzed by darts. So basically, it's just down was to Anara. Jane was shot, yeah, in like his shoulder or something. Okay. He was shot, but like basically, we've got Anara and Simon, and then Simon gets shot. Yeah. So I was like, oh god, what's gonna happen now? And when she just like ran out there, I figured she was gonna do her badass like martial arts stuff, but then it looked like four or five Reavers had her. So I'm like, oh geez, that's it. Like bye bye River. Yeah. But um. I loved that scene when the door opened up and she's just standing there with like the two like weapons there. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, she took them all out. Well, I thought she was going to take out the alliance. It's like I did too. I think she was thinking like, about oh, it. Oh my! Yeah, I think she was thinking about it. That's that's intense. It was intense. Well, you know, they that would be deserved because they were. Oh yeah, the things that she went through were yeah pretty. They bad. had a really good cast for that. Like even um. Yeah. The woman who was on the recording. From they were all, yeah, the movie was great. I, I thought, I know I can't say his name, Chewedle. Chewedle. I think it was great as the villain because, like, on the one hand, when, he, when you start, when you see him, when he first comes out, he's sort of, you're like, oh, this guy seems kind of nice. And, okay, yeah, I can get behind what this guy's doing. And then all of a sudden, he just starts, like, killing people. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, this guy. Is I can see him as a transvestite. Yeah. yeah, I know. I kept kind of seeing him. I kept kind of seeing him a little bit as Lola, but that's okay. Um, well, this show does. Well, one thing I noticed. It's interesting because I hadn't. Um, you hadn't seen I, Kinky Boots, right? right? When I watched Kinky Boots. Yeah. Then I looked him up. Kira Knightley. And, and you were like, oh. Oh my god, it's that guy. No one about the yeah. show does well, because like we said, no stinkers in the bunch. I think the villains have been excellent. Like, who do we have for villains? You have, we have Nishka. Lister- you have Nishka, who was pretty freaky. Which one was Nishka? The guy that liked to torture. Yes. He was on twice. Yes. John Yu. Yes. Who's, that the, was a good who, one. who's the wife? Oh, Saffron. Saffron's awesome. Now, this is the thing about the universe. So we've got um, the, the Chinese and the Americans that basically survived from Earth that was, and they have repop. They have basically they're the they're the foundation of the alliance, right? I don't believe we saw one Chinese person on the entire show. Not really. No. And every black person was an awful human being. Well, except for Zoe. <laughs> except for Zoe, that's true. But from the guests, from beyond our main cast, uh, and, and Shepherd. Then, yeah, Shepard Book. Aside from the two black people on the cast, racist. But anyone else? No, because think about it. we had, well, you the guy had you had people except for the two black people. The two black people. They sound so bad. Well, you're talking about you like the the bounty hunter. The bounty hunter who was going to rape Kaylee. He was nuts. He was nuts. Yeah. 
He was really he was scary. Scary. Yeah. And then follow that there wasn't we didn't run into any a single Chinese person. Asian people. No, no. not really. Well no. on the show is they weren't characters. They were yeah. In the background. No, but did we even see anyone in the background? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode? Yeah. In the first episode, or was No, the, the, in the background, yeah. Okay, that was a few weeks ago. Went to the docks in Persephone, and they were yeah. gathering. Oh, okay. Yep. That. Yep. Okay, that was it's quite well, actually, yep. having a good, diverse group in the pilot. but Right. Yeah. There's actually uh, somebody named Valerie Redhorse played a deputy, so mm. possibly Native American. I'm kind of looking through names, trying to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we have a Johnny Shakespeare. That sounds exciting. Well, that's fun. Not as good as Johnny Vampire, but still. I did love that the, the, the bounty hunter got the last line of the series. Still here. I, I, believe. I know. It's like, still here. <laughs> yeah. Pulling around. That, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I had no idea what was up in that episode. I know. Rivers, I was like, what is going on? River is now the ship? Like, <laughs> they did a pretty good job with that. That, 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 that was, was interesting. I like that a lot. Um, well, and, yeah, and there were times where you're just like, all right, they're not going to get out of this. Yeah, for sure. When, when they all get locked in their cabins, and, and there's different times where you're just thinking, there is no way this is going to work out, and then it always does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things like the, the Reavers, when they they go on that ship, yeah. and then they all look up, yeah. and, you know, I, I got chills. Mm-hmm. Like- well, I just wanted to say too, like we haven't really talked too much about the Reavers. Like, what a what a great like monster for the series. I mean, they freaked the hell out of me. I'm like, okay, so yeah. so being a cannibal is bad enough. I mean, that's bad enough. But they're gonna wear your skin. They're gonna rape you to death. I mean, it's just it, it's like this combination yeah, like, of things. It's just so is, horrible. It's like, it's like yeah. ne- Next Generation had the Ferengi. Yeah, I mean, it's just not villain. even. I mean, and, and DS9 was a little better with having yeah. like the um the Kardashians, the Kardashians, the Kardashians but like the Kardashians. Kardashians. Oh my god, I just said that Kardashians. <laughs> well, that is terrible. Um, but like, man, this is taking it to like a way different level. And, I mean, even Jane is afraid of them. I mean, they're all terrified of them. Okay, you get, like, picture the first few minutes of the episode. You have our guys are on the losing end of the battle, and all hope is lost. And now we're in space, and there's no sound, which I think is incredibly cool. So you have, Well, that's accurate. Yeah, and then you then you, you, you go aboard Firefly. It's very different from anything else you've seen. So you're really getting into the into the, into the storyline. These characters, you are very interesting, so everything's good. And then they introduce the Reavers. Mm. In that one sentence or two sentences from Zoe, just yeah. describing who they are, it's like okay, yeah, <laughs> like makes ah. you sit up and pay attention. Yeah, no, up. really. And then it. there was a scene which Danielle, um, I had looked up something on it. Um, it's the scene where Anara is getting uh, needles ready, and Danielle read that as she'll commit suicide if um, the Reavers if, take if the, the Reavers ship. Take the ship. And what? Um, I had read behind the scenes. I don't know if this was supposed to be in the episode. Well, probably not in that episode, but maybe in a future episode that never got used was she would inject presumably poison into herself, let herself be raped by the Reavers, and then they would be killed from the, the, the poison. And Fox was against the idea of Zoe and Wash being married. Like they mm-hmm. thought that was a little too untraditional. They wanted the, the first mate and the captain to have a fling mm-hmm. or whatever. So they, they pushed well, on. Well, they that. actually kind of throw that in their yeah, face. Because I love yes. that episode, like, oh man, Zoe, wow, we have to sleep with each other. Oh baby, now. oh baby. <laughs> There's so much sexual tension between us. Like, but yeah, they, so, so they did that. So it's like, so he. But I loved 
that part yeah. because it's always the first one. Exactly. It was great to yeah. have that other dynamic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also love that she didn't like him. Just I know. Well, that reminded me of that reminded me of you, Ryan. Oh yeah, you hated yeah. me in the beginning. I realized. <laughs> well, they also seemed. I thought you were going to say of James and Lily Potter. No. But they seem to have nothing in common either. Like when you see them, like on the show, like even after they get to know each other, they're very, very, very. Well, different she's people. she's like that hardened military yeah. person where she is just so. Like take charge, knows what she's doing all the time, yeah. and then you know the episode where where mm-hmm. Wash goes with the captain on a mission. I mean, he just he's just Wash, not, you could he tell not that person. Wash was the stay at home dad, but he didn't have you know yeah, he didn't he have not. the same experiences as her that would right. have hardened him like that. Exactly. And the I is fun though. Like, yeah, the, that episode where they do get pulled in by the alliance and they get interviewed. It's like yeah, talk about that. My husband and I are very private. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. He's like, I mean, come on. Have you seen her legs? <laughs> well, it was the same before. Was so they they told him if it, we're not going to do your show if you have the Zoe and Wash be married and, and Joss Whedon was like, fine, then you're not doing my show because they're married. Yeah. So they relented. Then they got to the part where Anara gets gang raped by the Reavers. But she's poisoned herself to give them a sci-fi STD that will kill them. And Fox is like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Well, that's that's pretty dark. Right <laughs> so it's like even I'm yeah, like, that, that's Ooh. pretty dark. That is super dark. Just show I the mean, box of needles. We can. She's got um, a disease that's slowly killing her, and that's part of why she's there. Is that she's going out to see the world, or the worlds, as case may be. And her injections are her medicine. Is that, but like, it's also poisonous to the Reavers. Is that the thing that he said after the fact? This is where it would have gone. Yeah, it's an after the fact thing. Oh, so you, we okay. don't know for sure whether it was okay. intended originally or not, but it might have been because they are the injections are at least in there. What else do you mm. know? <laughs> As I say, do you do? Have we talked about like what uh, Shepherd Brook? No, we haven't. No. Like, do, what do we know about Shepard? Because this is the thing. He, he seems he very mysterious. Yes. My understanding is that there's a widely held, and I don't know how true it is, and they chat can conclude that basically uh, he's not a shepherd. Yeah. That he is, yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of implied in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that he is a shepherd now. Now, well, maybe he's not, but previously, previously someone like the operative. Yeah, he was an operative. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because he just he went to the. Abbey. He clearly has this. He clearly has like this background where he knows how to deal with violence. He knows how to deal with people that are trying to kill him. Well, like, apparently very, he has like an ID capable. card that. You oh know, yeah, that's right. That time yeah, with the ID card. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because actually we don't open our medical facilities to just anyone. Right. medical right now. On the on the wiki for objects in space, there was actually a reference to the fact that the bounty hunter took out Mal and um, Shepard Book very quickly, like you would take out a fellow soldier, just blunt force and take them down. Whereas with everyone else, he kind of toyed with them or used them mm. or did whatever. Like, why would you go hardcore after, you know, the shepherd and then say he's not a shepherd? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was... Oh, I love afterwards and Shepard Book was like, oh yeah, I, I put up a good fight. I'm like, dude, you got taken <laughs> down like right away. <laughs> you, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> But yeah, I felt so bad for Kaylee in that episode. Oh my god, she was terrified. I feel like for the most part, Kaylee obviously just doesn't handle like any sort of 
combat or battle well at all. So, I mean, like, she just sort of shuts down, which, okay, you know, that's understandable, but I kind of question how she ends up surviving on the ship because she just, she doesn't seem to handle it at all. Everyone else takes care of it. Except for the promise of sex with Simon in Serenity, where she's like, well, screw this, I'm going to live. She did. Yeah. But, so what else do we know about the characters in terms of where they would have gone if the show had continued? Do we know any other... Would Wash? I don't know. Or Wash and Book always meant to die? No, poor Wash. I did not see that coming. Me either. His last line was like, "I'm a leaf on the wind." Bye. (laughs) I was like, "Oh, really?" They make him say that at conventions. (laughs) It's so sad. (laughs) So sad. And at first, I was like, really. I was watching Zoe more than anyone. After that, I'm like, how is she? She's so just can carry on with everything right. and um well all the stuff she went through yeah you would have to yeah mm-hmm. well in that sense it's i think she handles she would handle better losing wash than he would handle oh yeah right. yeah oh yeah definitely because mm-hmm. you don't have a sense of what's going to happen to her after well because... you, and you you got a sense of that when um when she was seriously injured yeah. And Mal, Mal was like, no, you need to go fly the ship. And he's like, this is my wife. Like, don't tell me right. to leave the room. And he's like, um, no, you need to go fly the ship. Right. Like, But he did it on purpose. I mean, he did it for his own good. I mean, he needed to get out of that room and let the doctor do his job. So. Yeah. Is there canon? I can't remember from the end of the uh, movie whether it's canon that Zoe's pregnant at this point. It's not in the movie. I don't think. I think is that's it? a fanon thing. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, well, but there might there might I be think clues. It might be canon. They had they had a discussion about it in the show. Was it in the movie? Then? But I don't remember her them. I don't remember it being mentioned in the movie. I'm thinking like at the very end when they do the memorial thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think so because I don't. I haven't done any of the fanon stuff. Hmm. And that rings a bell with me. Was she like holding her stomach? Did she like hold her stomach, or did she? Hmm. I don't, I don't remember because I didn't. There I didn't rewatch the movie. There. I didn't have time, but I seem to remember that being a thing. And I have certainly seen fix where um, she has had a child and is now having to raise the child on Serenity, or they've had to um, park Serenity somewhere so that. You know, yeah, you know, makes sense. Right, but, makes uh, sense. <laughs> Well, that would have been nice continuity from the from the series because she was like, um, "I want to have a child with you," and he's like, "Well, with our lifestyle, it's just not, you know, mm-hmm. not good." And I'd forgotten that exchange entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it was. Yeah, it's a really neat show. It is, and it's... I can certainly understand why people were up in arms when it got canceled. Yeah, very unique. It's, it's yeah, it's just really unique, and and it's kind of heartwarming and Mm -hmm. you really get behind the characters and you really want to support them and and yeah yeah, i i totally understand why i know when i saw the last when i watched serenity at the end i was i was kind of bummed that it was over yeah for sure i'm gonna have to and then i went back and started rewatching it at one point and then got distracted by you know, something else shiny. Ah, shiny. Well, I was, I was, you know, once they started, once Wash died, I was like, oh, man, like, the deaths are just going to start to pile up. Like, I figured there was just going to be a bunch. And then at one point, I pretty much assumed they were going to kill off Mal, because that just seemed the way it was going with his fight um, against the operative. But, um, 
I was glad they didn't. I mean, and I was glad they didn't kill off Simon because I felt like after all this, like Kaylee and Simon deserved to have some happiness. Yeah. <laughs> so that was good. With river watching. I, oh my god! Awkward. Awkward. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. awkward. The first time that she, when she, we were getting the the section in the TV series, sort of going through her telepathy, where she's seeing all, right. seeing all these bits that are in their minds, and she comes across Wash and Zoe, kind of. Getting it on. Right. She can feel what they're feeling, and it's very... And she's like, what? (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, just even at the beginning where you've got... Here comes Simon, and he's got this thing, you know, this box. And and they're like, okay, well, he's the bad guy. He's the reason that people are coming after us. And there's the ominous music as the the camera closes in on him and all this stuff. Open this thing up. And, I mean, who expects a naked girl? I know, yeah. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Mal's reaction right before the close is like, huh. Yeah, I love it. You know, he's the the gruff and, oh yeah, it's my ship, but he's so much a daddy. Yeah. He's the daddy to the crew. I will kill you all unless you get out of my way. Well, that's what was so interesting is like, yeah, when he refuses to to, um, kick Simon and River off, the ship and he's like they're on my crew like why are we still discussing this like they're on my crew they're they're staying i'm protecting them or whatever which is why i thought was so interesting in the movie when he's decided okay we're doing this we're going to miranda we're flying through reaver territory and he starts handing out all these jobs to the crew and he's like if you guys basically he's like if you're not with me then you're gone he's like i'm i'm doing this and you're either gonna help me or you're just you're gonna stay here and I was like, whoa, like, this is like a different Mal. He's, you know, you could tell he was really passionate about it. Step back. Yeah. But I loved, I like, like, I liked how he so, said, like, get to work. Out a little bit. Yeah. Because it was, it was written for people who hadn't seen the series to be able to get into it as well. So they mm. sort of, like I said earlier, they kind of stepped them all back to where they started and then tried to bring them through the arc again through the course of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Which quite work, which could work in life because sometimes people are like that. But I think that there was definitely like you could like the ship looked different. Obviously, the filming was it's it's got to be different for a movie. But the the reality is is that there wasn't as much humor as there there was a lot of humor in it, but it wasn't so much humor as you saw in the series. And it was very much like it ended with Mal. You know, it was like a Star Trek thing. He's trying to get over. You know, he's high up. He's about to fall, and he's trying to walk over the platform to get to the thing, and the guys punching him and they, you know, I would be dead from one of those punches. He had like 77,000 of them. Yeah. Um, I know. And then, then he got impaled. Then he got impaled. He got impaled. They pulled the thing out. Shot. But, you know. Several times. I just actually watched, um, I just flipped on in the background here, um, the scene. She doesn't appear to be pregnant in any of the shots I'm seeing, so I don't know if... Yeah. I'm well, it wasn't obvious by any means, but it was certainly mm-hmm. something that people inferred from somewhere. Be interesting. I don't know if it was mentioned in the behind-the-scenes stuff. It might I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I can't remember. Bob, you've got, Bob, you've gone quiet. You need to take off. Kind of, but I, I've got seven minutes, so we can stretch it out if you want. Okay. Well, do you guys all, do you all have um, favorite characters? Or, or a favorite character? Yeah. Really? It was, it was tough. It was a, it's a tough choice. That's like trying to pick your favorite, like... Yeah, it's tough. It's a great... There's so many great characters. Does anyone have the least favorite character? Well, I didn't get to see mine. Who's Jane. your favorite? Jane, man. Jane is my favorite. You have a least favorite, Bob? 
Jane. You're, he's your least favorite character. I think, well, the thing is, like, I love Adam Baldwin. That's part of it. But I think he's probably way more complicated than what he seems. But yeah. that's like, the, the, the Ryan, that's like trying to ask me what is my least favorite original Star Wars trilogy movie. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm saying it is because if you ask someone on Star Trek who is your least favorite character, everyone will, th- will throw out the name. Yeah. What's your least favorite episode of Star Trek? Everyone's got one. It's Threshold by Voyager, by the way. No, Threshold by Voyager, where they... Oh, God, that one is so bad. Where Jamie and Paris evolve into lizards. Stay on Firefly, stay on Firefly. And have babies. I don't have a least favorite character. I don't have a least favorite episode. And out of 14, you think one thing would have pissed me off. Like, I can make minor little quibbles. But the thing that's interesting is, like, I... Obviously, I've talked before. I'm a big fan of um, Babylon 5 from the 90s. And I'm actually going now before we start. You should. But the thing about the show is the network also messed with it to a much less degree. In some places, it helped it. But the show itself, there's periods where the show is just moving in a really fast pace. Then it slows down to almost nothing. And then you have all of these aborted spinoffs that never really go anywhere because of either network interference or because they scheduled it against the Super Bowl. So when you look at the whole thing, it's kind of choppy. And it's because of behind-the-scenes politics. Firefly had that much more, to, like a much you know more significant degree, but if you take the episodes and you put them back in their original order and you, you know, put aside the fact that the network screwed it up, and if you look at the movie and you put aside the fact that it didn't make a lot of money and you, there might not be another one made, aside from the fact that they didn't get a huge budget to make the worlds look like they wanted to, the show is complete, and the show is as it was intended. Mm-hmm. And I think like they would, they might have had slightly less Western planets to go to if they'd had right. money. But but is there anything off the DVD sets you can point to and say, well, Fox really screwed that up? Not really. I, nothing's jumping out at me. And this is the the, the continuity is great in the right order. Yeah, the CGI and all of that um, is really still stands up. There were only yeah, two places that I noticed that didn't. It's not bad for its time, really. It's, Do you remember it's where? not bad at all. Um, the fire going out of the uh, out of the ship. Yeah. Because they have real fire in the rooms, and then there's this sort of swirling thing that just sort of goes through the hallway, and you can yeah. tell that that's different. Right. And what was the other one? There was one other place, but I can't think of what it is now. Yeah. Um, but most of the you know the ship shots and all of that kind of thing was are really well done and yeah. still mm. stand up yeah, really nicely. There's a character on um, the Babylon Five spinoff which was called uh, Crusade, which had Gary Cole and a bunch of other people in it. And the network decided after they commissioned it they wanted to kill it, but they didn't want to just they wanted to kind of force the show to fail so that they could get out of it. So there's a character on the show who's almost like a Nara type of character. She's in there and she's like the she's the basically she's every character on Firefly rolled into one. She She's like the pirate on the ship, and she gets through situations because of her ingenuity. And there's an episode where she's supposed to trick someone into making her think that she's a psychic, so they'll blurt out the information, and then because they blurt out the information, they can use it. And the network wrote a note, why don't you just have her sleep with them? And it's like, and that was how they, they tried to dumb down the character. She was an alien, they dumbed down the, the, the makeup, and they made her boring, and she was this wonderful character. I feel like if Fox had dumbed down Firefly... People wouldn't. They wouldn't remember. have liked it. The reason I think it lasts as long as it did was this is. It, there, there's very. I'm sure Joss Whedon would disagree, but it looks like it should have, and then and it looks like he held the network off, even though there's only 14 episodes in the movie. It's a great 14 episodes in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of that goes to Joss, and also to the cast that he got. 
Yeah, yeah. great. Cast. I've heard in interviews with like the writers and such that Joss basically was a buffer for them, and he mm. dealt with the network and yeah. did everything, and said, "No, I'm not going to do that," or "Okay, we'll do this bit," and yeah. a lot more of, "No, we're not going to change this," um, and just sort of let the writers get on with what they were doing. Yeah. So it really helps. Unless you really want to show them gang raping and Nara and having her give them well, the sci-fi. they're also scene. on Fox. So I, I mean, that one, I'm kind of okay. We just in front. Yeah, yeah, I'm not okay. I would not have liked to see that. No. no God, that's not okay. I'm okay. I'm I think okay. just the implication of what the reverse No, I'm saying if that was the one thing he insisted on, if they said, no, I'm actually, I can sign okay Fox. With Fox saying, I'm okay with Fox, you know, okay. saying, you know what? You're saying you're okay with the scene. Oh, no, 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 no. You can infer, yeah, you can infer that. You, no. can, you don't need to show that one. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Fox in that one particular case, if that's the one thing they want on. That was a good thing to win. Yeah. I think from what I read on, it was probably on Wikipedia, so who knows how accurate it is, but it sounded like that was going to be something that would have happened in a future episode, yeah. like in the next season or the one after. But On a very special Firefly. Mm. <laughs> the moral this of the one story only airs after is. 10 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to get gang raped by interstellar oh, whack jobs, it's best to have an STD when you start. I don't know what the moral mm, of that story is. So, so, so I'm just going to stop right there. Speaking of stopping. Yes. yes. Are we ready to close this episode of Point of View Weekly? Or yeah. are we just, you know, most yeah, no, go ahead. The, the next episode of Point of View Weekly brought to you by Google Talk. What the hell's the thing we're using from now on? Google Hangouts. Google, Google Hangouts. Hangouts. Google Hangouts. Yes. Yeah, uh, Ray Siv says that she's what she's willing to be a guinea a pig guinea listener pig if we want to test it after we get done with this. Well, best and of luck uh, with that, unfortunately. One other thing I was wanting to mention, I of did course. mention on Puffo last night, so, you know, if you're listening to this in the future, you'll already know it, but um, if for some reason you haven't seen Firefly yet, and you're going to because of this episode, um, Netflix should. has them in the wrong order. Uh, right. Net- Netflix has them in production order, so it's mostly right. It's more right than what was broadcast, but the... Final two episodes in Netflix are actually episodes nine and ten, or something like that, because if, that's when they were produced. And if you but not when they were put on the DVDs. And if you feel so as though I'm sorry. and um, the message, the one where Mel starts out naked, and the one that starts with them getting a coffin, are the last two mm-hmm. instead of the um, Heart of Gold and Out of Gas, which are the or not out of gas, um, objects in space, which are the, the ones that ended off on the DVDs. Well, the episode where they bring the guy's body home, that was the last episode they filmed. So that's yeah. the, the music at the end is like production yeah. order. Right. But right. it's not the same as what they cho- how they chose to put them on the DVDs. Well, if you want to right. experience it the way that fans in 2002 experienced it, watch the episodes in reverse order at 3 in the morning. <laughs> like yeah. you do with Point of View Weekly episodes. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I do it. <laughs> I always do it backwards. Okay. There's something for the credits. <laughs> with that, we'll bring this episode of Point of View Weekly to a close. For those of you who attempted to listen to us in the live stream, we apologize. We, as usual, we have crappy audio issues and internet issues. But hopefully we'll attempt to fix that with our brand new Google Hangouts next week. We'll be sure to give you all the information on how you can join us on the Facebook page and in the forums. And for those of you who listen, are listening on the podcast thing, iTunes download, well, then you hopefully got a decent, listenable version of this <laughs> without 45 minutes of audio all problems. But anywho, from all of us here uh, at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I'm Bob. 
Pofwa brought to you by Google. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Danielle. I'm Scott. And I'm Sue. And we'll catch you guys hopefully sometime next week. Yes. And on Google Hangouts. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Night. <laughs> 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 Bye.